Hey there, Radiant Souls. It's your host, Gina Kunarian, bursting with excitement to welcome you back to season two of the Shine Within podcast. You've been with me through our incredible first season, and now it's time to crank up the intensity. You know me, your energetic cheerleader, a mom to three fabulous boys, an empowering certified massage therapist, and the game-changing alcohol-free sobriety coach. With my trademark enthusiasm, I'm here to uplift more motivated women to break free from the chains of alcohol dependency. And guess what? We're still defining the norms with our unique, non-traditional approach. Get ready to supercharge your transformation as I bring you an all-new lineup of awe-inspiring guests this season. They're the powerhouses in the realms of mindset, health, and spirituality. And they're all set to equip you with potent tips and tools. We're talking about crafting unyielding confidence, honing laser-focused clarity, and infusing your life with exhilarating energy. This season, our mission is to ignite your creative potential to even greater heights, helping you to manifest the life of your dreams, all while living vibrantly alcohol-free. So buckle up as we journey deeper into the realm of self-discovery, awakening the inner magnificence that's ready to burst forth. Season two of Shine Within is about to take you to new horizons. Get ready to experience your true power and unleash your brilliance. Hello, lovely listeners. I'm so thrilled you're tuning in today and gaining insights from our podcast. If this episode resonates with you, I invite you to delve deeper by checking out the show notes. You'll find enriching details about today's discussion and an exclusive opportunity to join our free Facebook group, Awaken Souls. Awaken Souls is a sanctuary for women on a path towards sobriety, whether you're just curious or already on this transformative journey. It's a place of solidarity and understanding where you can forge connections with women who share your commitment to an alcohol-free life. Inside, you'll find specially crafted free resources that are designed to empower and support you every step of the way. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave a rating. Your feedback is invaluable, helping me to bring more of the content that touches and inspires you. Together, we're building momentum on this journey towards wellness. Remember, you are not alone. I am here with you, supporting you at every turn. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Aya Ark, a holistic health coach, empowerment mentor, and certified bioenergetics practitioner. Aya's journey is a testament to the transformative power of nature and self-awareness. From balancing the demands of motherhood with her personal aspirations to discovering a deeper connection with the earth, Aya has navigated through life's challenges with grace and resilience. In this episode, Aya shares her unique insights on how reconnecting with Mother Earth has led to profound changes in our health and overall well-being. She delves into the importance of aligning with our natural rhythms and how this alignment can be a source of strength and vitality, especially for women. Join us as we explore Aya's inspiring path to becoming an empowerment mentor and holistic health coach and learn how you can also tap into the healing powers of nature to find peace, balance, and unbridled freedom in your life. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest. Aya, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning to you. <laughs> hey, Gina. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you because we were just discussing about the incredible feeling that 
nature gives us where we no longer want to do the things that we used to do, whether it's drinking or other habits or behaviors that didn't really serve us too much. And just discovering who we are by being out in the elements uh, is an incredible feeling because that's what I experienced in my recovery. And I really, really appreciate nature. <laughs> so if you could just tell us more about your journey into becoming an empowerment mentor and holistic health coach and what inspired you to go ahead and take this path. Yeah, actually, um, in a lot of ways, I would say that um, nature kind of saved me. <laughs> it put me back on the right track. Um, I've really, I've been lucky enough to grow up in really close proximity with nature. Um, I was always outdoors as a child. Uh, we lived in a house that was right next to a forest. It was, I just had this really deep connection with nature, but I was never like rationally aware of it because that was so natural to me. Right. Um, and then hmm, I was about 25. I moved to a big city, which was always a big dream of mine. I got offered a job and it seemed like such a wonderful opportunity. Like you don't say no to that. So I just went there um, and it was nothing like I expected. Like the, I found the job very stressful. I suddenly getting started getting all these health issues that I've never experienced before. I started losing a lot of weight. Um I couldn't, the food didn't enter right. I just wasn't feeling well. I would cry every day on the way to work. And I didn't even, like, I had no idea why. I just knew something was happening to me. Um, and yeah, then I had no, you know, couldn't wait for a weekend to go out for a few drinks and just unwind and forget about everything and then start a whole new cycle again on Monday, which I dreaded on Saturday already. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then suddenly I... I started getting this weird urges, let's say, to take my shoes off whenever I saw a patch of grass somewhere or just go lie in the park. And I knew nothing about the concept of grounding back then and how healing, having physical contact with the earth actually is for you and how it changes your whole biochemistry in the body and it actually helps you heal. Um, I just did those things sort of instinctively to a point like at first I resisted it because I mean, that's such a weird thing to do, right? <laughs> Especially in a big city, you just don't go lying around on patches of grass. Um, but but I noticed how much better it's it helped me feel. Um, and at that point, I also said, okay, now either I'm getting another apartment, which allows me to actually see the sky above me, or I'm getting out of here because I can't take it anymore. Um, because the only thing I had the view of before was the building in front of me. Oh, <laughs> no. I can't. <laughs> uh, so um, with my then partner, we then moved to a new apartment. And then that's when things really started changing because I got a rooftop terrace and I had a few plants, even though they were potted, like I, I suddenly had this bit of contact with nature again. Um, and it, it sort of, I remember one of those moments on the terrace was like, Oh my God, looking at the sky, like I feel like myself again, not even knowing exactly what that meant, but sort of rediscovering this spark that I remembered from, from way back when I still like life was still nice and now it wasn't. Um, and then it actually it helped me realize that um, I want to move back home. I want to come closer to nature again. 
And so that's what I did really within a few months. I quit my job. I moved back home. I changed absolutely everything in my life. And yeah, and now here I am. And then I actually started like discovering these things from the scientific um, perspective as well. Hence, then I did the health coach training and the bioenergetics practitioner because I wanted to know what's actually going on with inside the body when you have this contact with nature. Um, and then going to a women's circle once, like I had this whole breakthrough when the facilitator said um, something along the lines, like we're not actually supposed to function on consistent energy all the time because we're all cyclical and especially as women all the more so right because we also have our menstrual cycles and I was like oh my god I'm cyclical I don't have to be like this super overperforming, exhausted human all the time I get to rest and wind down and you know and it was such a huge relief for me and that was actually when I started like diving deeper into the cycles as well and then bringing it all together as as one this whole holistic approach that I have right now that's amazing yes you know I live in San Jose so literally this the downtown is like not like not too long like five minutes away but yet also five minutes away is mountains behind me <laughs> So I would, I don't ever go hardly to the city part anymore. I love the nature and my husband and I, well, last year we did a lot of hiking and I felt like the best. And he even like had the staff, the big, this big stick, you know, the actual stick mm -hmm. <laughs> and he would use it. And I hear that, that if you have that stick, cause your hand is uh, touching it and it's touching the, then the ground it's energetically connecting <laughs> to you <laughs> and and you benefit from it, apparently. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would depend on the material that the stick is made of. Yes. But yes, actually. Um, and you, you can also get grounding shoes, for example, that have this little like it's like a they put something in it so that, that the, the shoe sole actually um like connects you to the energy of the ground because we can't always walk around barefoot like I try to do that as much as I can um but where I'm from it gets very very cold in winter so I like around barefoot this yeah. time of year so yeah super cold over there right <laughs> yes oh so this the stuff the stick was actually just he found it uh, out when we were hiking and it was perfect size so <laughs> Uh -huh. It's not store-bought or anything, but uh, you're right because we have to wear shoes all the time. It's hard for us then to connect to the to to earth. And so whenever I go ahead and go hiking, I will take off my shoes and socks and, you know, sit down when I need a break because sometimes we have these difficult hikes and then just kind of like put our feet right inside the dirt and just breathe. And oh, mm -hmm. it feels amazing. I love it. And that's what I did a lot uh, when I was recovering from alcoholism is I really wanted to be one with nature. And it's interesting that you brought up the whole cycles because it's so true. Someone had asked, what is the best time for women to work out? And then uh, an expert said, well, it really depends on the cycle of the woman. <laughs> when her menstrual cycle is, that will then determine what's the best time for them to work out <laughs> or what, what day or what time of the month to go ahead and work out. And so it's very interesting. So, and you also emphasize the importance of reconnecting with mother earth. How do you guide individuals in establishing this connection and why is it so vital for our well-being? 
Well, like you mentioned, um, and like people very quickly discover, even if they're not like in that particular moment aware of it, like we all have this experience that we feel so much better when we just get out and spend some time in nature, like everything just falls away. And I was just talking to a friend of mine a few days and she was like, you know what, you're right, like as bad as the day seems, as hopeless as everything is, I just have to go for a 20 minute walk. And then I'm like, you know what? It's fine. We'll figure this out. And it's true. Like it, it centers you so much. So there's really not, um, like there's so much science backing up everything that like I say, and I try to do with people, but really I don't have to, we all have this knowing inside. Like that's the way that we're built. And if we just, the only trouble is that we very rarely listen to ourselves anymore. So what I like to do is to just encourage people to find the time to go outside and be in nature because then everything just starts falling into place. And we often like that would be, we've started perceiving it as some sort of a like luxury and we almost won't allow ourselves, right, to go out and take that time for ourselves, even though we know it. Or if we do, we feel like we have to, I don't know, run how many miles to get it in as exercise. And like, it's in my experience and in the experience of everyone I know, when you give yourself this chance to just go out when you feel stuck you'll get unstuck within 15 minutes. Like everything will, and again, that's scientifically backed up actually, because I think I read that simply just walking will increase your creative capacities by like 80% or some crazy number. So even when I'm working, for example, and I feel that I'm not being productive, that I'm not really um, getting my best ideas through, I will just leave it. I'll go out for a walk. Even if I can't, we can't always just jump into a forest right out. Like, But even if you go for like around your block and notice a few trees and the sky above you on the way, it already starts shifting things. Um, and it actually, it's the thing, what it does, it it brings you back to yourself. It helps you reconnect with who you really are. And then everything in your life just starts flowing again and I know it sounds so simple but it's true like and that's the beauty of it really it's so very simple and it's free <laughs> entirely free <laughs> it's totally free now uh, you mentioned that human beings like are built to mimic nature can you elaborate on how understanding natural rhythms kind of influence our approach to health and life yeah um I always like to say that we are nature like we come our bodies come from the nature and when our souls are done with their trip here um that's where our bodies will return to nature oh, again right our bodies will return to the earth um and it's really helpful to understand that um because then by just looking out the window and observing what's going on around us uh, we can really tune into what is going on, what is going on within us, and it helps guide our actions in a way that is most productive, the least stressful, the healthiest option for us. Like I said, we all have this knowing inside of us, and to a very great extent, this knowing actually comes from the earth and this connection that we have with it. Um, and it very often really doesn't take 
much more than looking out of the window because we all have this experience like you you wake up on a beautiful sunny day you jump out of bed you're full of energy and you just want to get the day started like you have this feeling of infinite potential impossibilities of all the wonderful things that you could do in a day and then on the other hand you wake up and it's dark and rainy outside and you don't really want to get out of bed and then we feel guilty about it and we beat ourselves up and we still try to get ourselves into the gym at 5 a.m in the morning and it's just like and I'm don't get me wrong like I'm pro-consistency um like a lot of us just like we're also built to be a little lazy as human beings so like there is virtue in somehow pushing through the things sometimes when they're difficult for us but very often we push too hard and then what we end up doing is being counterproductive or even harming ourselves. So in terms of if we say now, like if we're in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in the middle of winter right now, this is a time of rest in nature. And again, you don't like, you just have to look out the window. Nature is resting right now, right? Like the trees even drop their leaves. There are so many animals that just hibernate all through winter. Um, and actually, we were pretty much built to hibernate through winter as well. It's just that the modern tempo of life doesn't allow us to do that anymore. But if you think historically, like what did our ancestors used to do when the sun went down? Well, they went to sleep because what else are they going to do without light, right? And then they didn't really get up until the sun came up again because, again, there was nothing to do. Um, and all that really didn't start changing that long ago, historically speaking. It's only been about a hundred years, a hundred, like out of all, the whole human history, that um, light bulbs and clocks changed everything for us, right? Now we don't, nobody looks out the window anymore to know what time it is or like how to, we just look at the time and then we run, run, run until we collapse and then we repeat the cycle again. And then we never stop because when it gets dark, we just turn on all the lights and all the screens and we keep going. Um, but I actually read, there's this really nice book that's called Wintering um, that even just before the industrial revolution, people would, they would go to bed during the winter when the sun came down. And because it's not, those are, then very many hours of sleep. Most of us can't just sleep for 14, 15 hours, even if it's dark outside. People would naturally wake up around like 4 a.m. and stay up for a little bit to like reflect or meditate or have some peaceful conversations with their loved ones, go to the bathroom, and then actually go back to sleep until the sun came up. So really get a lot of rest. But not only that, they also got this period during the night in the darkness to to like go inside and be with themselves and reflect on their lives and because it's really important to do that and that's one thing that we hardly do anymore as well because the tempo doesn't allow it because it's hard to do that while watching Netflix and yeah, um, so that I found that super fascinating. And actually, when they repeated the study now, and they just basically put people in that same environment with that much darkness without artificial lights, it's what actually started happening to them. Again, like it's natural for us. You would go to bed when it's dark, you would get some nice sleep, then you would get up, meditate, self-reflect, do some inner work, and then just rest again until you're ready to, to get up.
So I find that I found that super fascinating. And I was like, okay, we really are built to rest in the winter, right? Oh yeah. I I feel like resting right now. <laughs> you know, normally during the summertime, you know, I mean it's bright and early, like we would be out and about doing something outside. But now that you know it's winter, it's like, oh, you know, have a nice fireplace, have a nice cup of camel tea, and just kind of wind down and then talk to your family. How's everybody doing? It's very wine, you know, it's a, it's a time to wind down and it feels so nice. So that's where I'm at. Like this evening, it's like, oh, it's so cozy. That's <laughs> why so I'm wearing my yeah. jacket because it's a little chilly. <laughs> and it's not just like now when we're talking winter, but it's what I like to talk about is actually energetic cycles. Because then if we look all the other natural cycles, um, they share these similar energies, right? So now that we're in the middle of winter, that's the same energy as with the new moon, which was also actually at the time of this recording yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, like it's also a dark time, a time for rest and a time for sort of setting the intentions to manifest our new beginnings, but it's not a time to take action yet. And the same thing happens with women's menstrual cycles. Like your bleeding phase is a phase of rest, right? And you don't have to, nobody needs to tell you that the first day of your period is really not the optimal day to take massive action and exercise. Like You don't want to do that. You want to wind down and rest and, you know, go within more than go without you're not really that sociable you don't want to hang out with people you just want to be nice and cozy and and so it's important to to see this parallels with the cycles and to un and that helps you understand what's really going on with you even if you don't allow yourself to like to hear that inner knowing or if you look at your to-do list and you feel like you have way too much to do to rest it still have, helps you know rationally that it would be the optimal time, the optimal thing for you to do at this time. Yeah, because it's like a hustle and grind, hustle and grind. It's like the the toxic the toxicity of modern fast paced world. We're just always busy, 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 and sometimes then people feel guilty to actually relax and rest. And they're like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be doing this instead. I have a list of things to do. I got to do this. I got to do that. Do that." Especially as mothers, you know, because you're a mom, you understand how it is. Sometimes it gets a little bit hectic. Uh, what are some um, what are some strategies or something that you actually recommend for coping? when we have a list of things to do and we just want to go ahead and just take rest? Um, to take rest. <laughs> that would be my advice. Um, and I do like, um, I, I'm. let's say I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I understand what it's like to, and, and I always have like a million projects at once going on. So I understand what it's like to have an unmanageable to-do list. Um, and I also know very well what happens when we don't give ourselves the permission to rest because we just, we pretty much drive ourselves into the ground all the time mm -hmm. until like we crack and we get sick or whatever. And we're forced <laughs> to take that rest that we've been refusing to give ourselves again. And then we just pick up the pace and we start all over again. So that's always my advice. When you feel that you need rest, rest, and then take a really hard look at that to-do list and decide what your priorities are. Because we always complain that like, we don't have enough time. And it's true, We like there's not enough hours in a day to get everything that's on our to-do lists done. But really how many of those things 
are really important. Like, I get it. Eventually, that laundry is going to have to get done because, you know, but does it really have to be right now? Like, do you, is that more important than your own well-being? Um, and how are you going to feel at the end of the day if, like, that laundry is still undone? You're going, oh, well, tomorrow is another day. But if you have on at the expense of doing the laundry and a million other things that really could have waited, um, for example, have not taken the time for yourself to be, like, we all have things that connect us to ourselves for many of us, it's nature. It can be meditating. It can be working on an art project, cooking, like taking that time to really be with yours. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. That's another thing that we have all these routines and structures. And then we have to, and I'm big on my morning rituals. I just refuse to call it a routine because when you turn it into routine, it gets rigid. And then you sort of are trapped in it again, because now I have to stick to these things that I do in the morning and I have to first exercise and then, it, and, and no, it doesn't allow me to follow my natural flow. So I do like to get up, get up early in the morning. And I usually start with a meditation because it helps me figure out what it is that I need and want today. And then I follow that, not some predetermined plan already right first thing in the morning because that's what I'm going to follow for the rest of the day anyway um so that um my advice is rest and just really go within to see whether it's rest you need or are you running away from something because very often we also have this okay now I need to rest I'm so tired I'm just gonna you know throw myself on the couch and get some junky treat because I've deserved it and watch some mindless telly because I just really need to unwind and we end up harming ourselves because it's not going to give us what we're actually after it's not going to give us rest it's just going to put us in this weird state where we get even more tangled into where we don't want to be mm -hmm. um Yes, totally. Yeah. The TV, especially because sometimes whatever you're watching may not be the best thing <laughs> for your mind is the news, you know, and uh, just movies that have a lot of violence. If you're trying to rest your mind, that may kind of cause a little bit of like uh, your heart palpitating a little bit, at least for me. Yeah. Anyway, whenever I watch those, I'm like, oh, I get turn off, turn off, turn off. Um, but, you know, my mom, so she is like the and she admits she is the hustle and grind, go, go, go. You know, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I have a list of things to do. I'm busy. Finally, the other day, uh, I was at her house. And then I had actually spent the night at her house to visit her. And then she told me, yeah, I'm going to go into my room and I'm just going to go ahead and re relax and rest and everything. I was like, <laughs> we're in a different world right now. It's like. And then, but then she kept on saying it to me, uh, like, you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, don't mind me. And I'm like, mom, like, like I said, mom, this is a good thing. You don't have to justify why you're resting. Okay, mom, you're 70 something years old. You need to be in bed resting. Let me serve you. Do you need anything I can bring for you? <laughs> you know, but it was nice to see her finally rest because she was been so tense that she has had balls palsy and she's recovering now but it's yeah. like hey like you said your body will actually shut down if you don't shut down 
first. <laughs> your body will shut down for you. And uh, yeah, so always listen to your your body because it's going to tell you, hey, you need to slow down. And I was uh, yeah. sharing with somebody else, like even, even being at a desk all the time, you know, in my business and uh, just doing whatever I need to do on the computer. I take time and I will step away and then I will either do breathing, I will um, meditate, listen to something peaceful, you know, and whatever. I just need to step away. And I feel so much better when I do even stretching. And I also like the fact that you don't use the word routine, ritual. This is your sacred time. And then if you wake up and you're like, okay, I don't want to work out, don't work out. Maybe just stretch or just breathe and just slow down even more, you know, maybe make your favorite smoothie for the morning time or your, make your favorite, you know, uh, it could be your press juice drink. That's what we've been doing lately is those carrots mm -hmm. and uh, apples. Too, yeah. and, oh, so yeah. good. And ginger. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And um, just do something that you enjoy. So yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so we're talking about winter and then, you know, of course, we're in December, the holiday season, everyone's rush, rush, rush. And then here comes New Year's. And we were discussing this before I hit record about how people always tend to put like, I have to set this as my New Year's resolution goal. I need to do it January 1st, right away. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Well, January 1st. When it comes to nature, it's a completely arbitrary date. <laughs> like nature <laughs> doesn't care about January 1st. Like it has nothing to do with anything. We made it up. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, there is a, an important turn coming up now when it comes to the natural cycles, but that's the winter solstice mm -hmm. on December 21st, or I think actually this year it's on the 22nd. And that's the longest night of the year, but then we turn back towards the light. So like that's the time when the days start getting longer again and that we all always so look forward to in winter. Um, and that's actually, like I said, it's an important turn but it's not really a whole new beginning yet. And then like 10 days later, you have January 1st and we all want to make this huge, important action-oriented changes in our lives. But really, we're still very deep in that darkness that we were talking about before. We're still meant to be resting. Like, yes, the day started getting longer, but the energetic shift isn't really big enough yet to give us the momentum that would like really carry us through to achieve all those big important, because that's another thing with New, Year, New Year's resolutions. Like you said, it they tend to be really big. Like we have, now it's January 1st and we're gonna uproot everything and change our lives completely, right? Now I'm suddenly, I've never exercised. Now I'm gonna start going to the gym every day, every morning, um, I'm gonna exercise like crazy. I'm gonna change my diet completely. I'm gonna get, like, do all these work projects and it's just too much like it's too much and that's one thing like on a completely mindset level when you have too much on your plate it's gonna cost overwhelm and that's gonna lead you to inaction and it's gonna be completely counterproductive but in terms of the natural cycles you're gonna wear yourself out like we're not there yet and it's not gonna 
you actually sabotage your own chances of actually succeeding with those re resolutions if you rush into them too fast on January 1st. But I will say this, it is a wonderful time right now to sort of look back, reflect on the year that's behind us, see what's worked for you, what didn't, um, what you perhaps wish you had done differently, um, what important things, but important in terms of like things that are really close to your heart uh, were perhaps left undone this year and you would like to change that in the following year. And then set intentions, like be mindful about it. Uh, think about your priorities and your top values and how you would like to conduct your life in the coming year. And then just start turning towards that even if just energetically for now, like you don't have to take big, massive action. You can take baby steps to set yourself up for success. You can get into like, if you've never exercised in the morning, for example, get into the habit of like getting up five or 10 minutes earlier. It like, it really doesn't have to be much. And like, like you said, Gina, uh, have a little stretch or take a few deep breaths or, um, do a very gentle yoga flow in the, or whatever is your thing. Like, I don't know, 10 push-ups, whatever, <laughs> like, but start small. Like, because if you're going to start with too much right now, it's just going to get too overwhelming. Yes. Cause you oh, have to yeah, think that. about, yeah. Cause we have to think about all those times that we did make new year's resolutions and did we ever stick to them? No, because we set such like a high expectation. <laughs> for ourselves like, exactly and then and then we feel like failures then we actually start the new year like oh my god look I just got this sort of a chance of a fresh start and I already blew it I'm such a loser I'm like it's really not like don't do that to yourself you really don't have to like don't push yourself into a situation that's only going to make yourself feel worse about yourself like that's that's not kind and you really don't have to do that like right and i was just looking at uh resolutions should be resolution <laughs> rest <laughs> no, I mean, there, rest. <laughs> yeah there really is a good time for resolutions like that but that comes in spring yeah <laughs> like you know that's when really and we can again if you just tune in you can feel it happening because right nature starts waking up all around you it's all this bustling feeling and the bees come out and it's all buzzing and you actually feel that buzzing inside yourself it's like this energy is building up and you don't really know what to do with it but like and you're so happy and you you know now if you've done your winter work your inner stuff you're gonna know what to channel that energy into because what we all struggle with in the winter is this lack of energy because we're meant to be resting and we can set these intentions as to what we wanna do, but we're gonna lack the energy to do it. However, this energy will come with spring. And if we have very clear guidelines as to what we wanna move towards, we're gonna be able to use all that beautiful energy to go exactly where we wanna go. Mm -hmm. And that's super powerful. Like people underestimate how powerful setting a direction is, but that's like getting into your car without setting the GPS and having no idea where you're going. Then you're using all that energy, just driving around, but you're never going to find your goal if you forgot to set your GPS. And so, yeah, winter is GPS setting time, if you will. 
Yeah. What would we do without our GPS thinking about how to use those <laughs> maps, the old school maps back in the day, highlight it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that works. The driving, you would have to like pull over and then look at that. Oh, thank goodness for GPS. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to talk to you about how, um, so you advocate for seasonal local foods. How does eating seasonally yes. benefit our health? And um, what are your top food recommendations for, for the season? Okay. That's, um, that really depends on where you currently are, because one thing is, is eating seasonally, but it's actually even more important to eat locally, right? Because I had this inter interesting conversation the other day. Um, everything in our local environment actually supports us in a sense that we are very much connected. Like I said, we're connected with the earth, we're connected with the cycles, but we're connected with our local environment, with the environment that we're currently in, uh, because we also adapt very quickly. Like if, you, if you're gonna travel to a, a completely different environment, you're gonna see how for the first few days you're gonna feel a little off and then you're gonna start adapting to that. And I'm saying that because I just came from a completely different place where it was like 30 degrees more than it is right here <laughs> now. Um, so, um, so yeah, but you're, local seasonal food whatever the earth is giving you right now is what's the best food choice for you right now because what actually also happens and we haven't touched on that so much when i said the light bulbs and um, the clocks and all what we do with all these artificial lights is we messed up our circadian rhythms so this natural rhythm of of rest and wakefulness that we all have um, and that can actually happen with food as well, because food absorbs light. It also absorbs the, nutri the nutrients of the environment that it grows in. And those are actually the nutrients that you need, but it also absorbs the light. And so if now you're going to go to the supermarket and you're going to get a banana from Brazil, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that banana carries the wrong kind of information for your body it actually because in the end everything is information everything that we put into our bodies be it physical or non-physical contains information for our body and so when you bring in that banana that uh, brazilian banana ripened on the <laughs> tropical sun under the tropical sun in the middle of winter it's gonna be like oh something's off here right maybe i should be hmm now the sun is shining. Like, how's that possible if I'm in the middle of my breath? And it actually messes up your circadian rhythm as well. Um, that's why I, yes, definitely seasonal food and your local food. So it depends on where you're at right now, but that's mostly going to be some starchy vegetables like potatoes. It's going to be some very like sort of heavier leafy greens like cabbage and radicchios and all those things that are cold resistant. Mm, and whatever foods because again we don't have to like you don't have to go about it that rationally you don't really need a list for me just think back like if this was a hundred years ago what did your ancestors eat like whatever they could preserve for the winter mm -hmm. right and whatever was still left in the winter so like I said outdoors there's not much right now mm -hmm. um so yeah it's actually time for heavier foods they preserved whatever meat they could uh, to eat that, to use that, and like warm, hearty meals that really uh, fill you up, 
uh, that warm you up and that burn slowly in your body. So bringing you this consistent energy, not hyping you up and causing like sugar spikes and then dropping you down. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe like stews and stuff like that. The things you actually, again, you actually feel like eating that in the winter. Like you're not going to go for a, like a fresh salad and some watermelon right now. It just doesn't, you know. It doesn't feel right. No. <laughs> pineapple. Who asked me if I wanted a pineapple the other day? I think it was my mom. Yeah. I'm like, pineapple doesn't sound good right now. <laughs> but uh, a nice uh, warm cup of soup sounded great. <laughs> not a pineapple. So I totally get what you're saying. And same thing goes with like local honey. They would say, oh, make sure you get your honey locally. And especially if you have allergies. <laughs> My son yeah. has allergies. And uh, so we make sure we have our local honey and it helps tremendously. I love honey. It's like my it's like my my sugar. It's like my sweets. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm so lucky that actually my partner's best friend is a beekeeper. So oh, we get wow. all the honey from him. And it's like, whenever we go there, it's like the way he talks about his bees, it's as if they were his puppies, you know? Oh. And he treats them like he wouldn't go on vacation during the summer because he's, he's like, no, my bees need me right now. So beautiful. And I swear to you, that's like the best honey I've ever tasted in my oh, entire life. Yes. <laughs> you know, I believe it. And that's one of my goals too, is like, when we retire, my husband and I, we, I want to have a little farm, you know, near a lake, surrounded by mountains. It's in my vision board and I write it places, you know, what I want and what's going to happen. And uh, one of my goals was to have bees because I wanted it to produce honey for me. And I can totally see me in there talking to the bees. I talk to my plants. I have like plants in front of me <laughs> and I'm always like, how are my babies doing? <laughs> you know, and it's so interesting because they're like, growing even more <laughs> when I'm talking to it and I just that energy that vibration that frequency that they're that I'm putting out there it's receiving it and it's like it's where ones like it knows even like with pets too they they know <laughs> they're, they're so kind and loving it's just like it, everything we're all connected even our human consciousness we're all connected and uh yeah and so I'm excited and about actually this. Yeah. yeah all these beings plants and animals and small children mm -hmm. that are not like they're unspoiled still they have this pure connection that we've lost because our minds have overpowered it and now it's really difficult for us to return to it but if you observe like small children and animals together it's like they speak the same language <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they understand each other so perfectly and they read each other's energy and that's actually even like when we talk about it, it's so easy to talk about it but it's it's actually all been scientifically proven as well like for the skeptics even when it's like your plants grow better when you talk to them yes because every living being responds positively to love like that's just the way we're wired yes it's true and I know uh, I have my little son, he's eight now, but he helps me prune my plants. And he was like, can I help? Can I help? I said, yes. I said, make sure you give it love. Okay. <laughs> he does all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have a little garden in our backyard and um, the kids will go ahead and help water and um, they'll see like their cucumbers grow and I'm making fresh pickle, like I'm making homemade pickles mm -hmm. and uh, the tomatoes are growing. We have strawberries. They're not 
obviously they're not out right now because <laughs> it's cold. But when uh, when the season's right, yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice to have that. Ab I feel like it's ab abundance because it's always growing. You know, it's like the harvesting. It like, it's wonderful to to see that and feel that. So I, I I love nature and I feel like I'm getting more and more connected to it as I'm connecting to it. <laughs> so <laughs> the goal is to connect to it first. You know, like. Start off with the walk outside, 10 minutes, go outside at least 10 minutes a day if you're stuck at home and having to work from home, or even if you're at work in your office, just step out for lunchtime and just go for a walk. And it's, you'll see the incredible difference it makes in your mind and your just your overall well-being. It's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> yes. And another thing that's really important and especially this time of year, that, that really makes a difference. In the evening, try to avoid artificial light and screens and all these LED light bulbs that are, because they have so much blue light and then that they actually mimic the sun at noon. Okay, that's the only time at like, when the sun is up the highest in the sky, it's when it has the most blue light. And so when you expose yourself to artificial blue light, you send your body the signal that it's time for action right now. And then people have insomnia and trouble sleeping and wonder why they can't get proper rest. And it's it's that like we've, we've sent all the wrong signals to our bodies in the evening. And when you do that, your body can't produce melatonin, which is like the hormone you need if you want to sleep mm -hmm. and and then you can get proper rest so that's like two things yeah definitely get outside and and make sure you give yourself the opportunity to get the rest that you need um and give yourself this quiet dark time in the <laughs> evening that's actually gonna help you unwind and get the rest that you need totally 100 percent. now where can our listeners go ahead and follow you or if they want to work with you how can they find you um i have a website that's uh the untameddreamer.com um and i do my best to keep everything up to date um there is a season guide available there that the listeners can get that's currently for the winter um there's also, I've just recently created a quiz because I was like, okay, it's not like we're still so very rational. It's difficult for us to sometimes know exactly where we're at. So I built this quiz that's going to very quickly let you know which cycle you're currently in energetically, because we've been talking about the actual seasons a lot. But like I said, there are other natural cycles to keep in mind when it comes like there's the moon cycle, there's the menstrual cycle, there's our general life cycle. And so those are all important to keep in mind as well. So if you ever feel like your energy is a little confused, you can take that quiz and it's going to tell you exactly where you are right now and how to make the most out of it. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Aya underscore the untamed dreamer. Um, and on Facebook, like if you just look for the untamed dreamer and you'll find me. <laughs> That's awesome. And I will have all of everything in the show notes, but Aya, is there anything else you would like to say or any final thoughts? Yes. I would just like to say, trust yourself, listen to yourself and give yourself the time and the space you need to come back in touch with yourself and the best way to do that is through reconnecting with nature like you already have everything you need you already know everything that you need to know you just have to allow yourself to follow that knowing and if you just do that 
your life will change completely. And when you feel like you're lost, go outside. (laughs) Beautifully said. And I agree 100%. Thank you so much, Aya, for joining me on my show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for having me. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.